This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a beautiful winter. Well, not so wintry, actually quite a beautiful uh, Friday afternoon here in the capital city. Well, it's not really the capital city, but it's the biggest city, and it's our city, the city of Johannesburg. And a warm welcome to each and every one of you of our radio family. Thank you so much for being with us, for being part of our show, for listening, for lending your ears, for giving us occasional feedback, although we'd love to hear to hear even even more. And I hope you had a wonderful and successful uh, week this week. As you know, we are in smack in the middle of the uh, period of the three weeks, the three weeks of mourning that commemorates <clears throat> the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. In fact, yeah, we're going to make a transition uh, on Monday when we have uh, Rosh Chodesh Av. This week, of course, is Shabbos Mavarchim, the Shabbos where we, where we spend the special uh the special uh, uh, tefillah for the new the new month of Menachem Av will be on Monday, and that of course ushers in the the period of the uh, of the nine days, which culminates uh, uh, next week, unless Mashiach comes in between with uh, with Tisha B'av, which will be please God Monday night a week, and then and then uh, and then Tuesday, but uh, that's still. Plenty of time away. Please, God, Mashiach has still a huge opportunity to come and, and as the Chazal tell us, make that day transition from being a day of crying and and fasting and and sadness to a day of of happiness and uh, and uh, and joy. Um, <clears throat> just a a quick idea on the uh, on the Pasha that uh, we know, obviously that. Uh, the the Chazal and their great insight, their great Ruch HaKodesh, have ordained that it's it's never, it's never random. It's never just a per chance that the Torah reading, the Parsha of the week, falls in a particular section of of the year. And it was it was particularly ordained that these these Parshas certainly of Matot, Masay, and and Dvarim. Are always read uh, during the three weeks during the period of of uh, mourning for the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, and often, as was this year, Pashat Pinchas was also read last week as the first Shabbat of the of the, of the three of the three weeks. And uh, there's obviously some connection. It doesn't doesn't happen for no for no no reason, which means that. Everything in these the the, the commentaries explain that obviously one of the main topics of this week's pasha is the is the division and the allocation of of territory of land in in Eretz Israel, which of course we are pining for, which of course during this time particularly we are so so uh, uh, romanticizing and looking forward, please God to to having again to again have the opportunity to be in Eretz Israel and and uh, and experience and, and use and and be able to fully fully enjoy our portion in the in 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 the land and that clearly is is one of the main subject this week and therefore it, yeah that certainly is appropriate but it means that everything is is in the pasha is 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 appropriate and and parshat matot begins with the discussion about 
promises. And the Torah says that if a person will make any kind of undertaking, any kind of promise, or any kind of a statement that he's going to do something, so it says, don't profane your own words. Don't make your your words uh, 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 into into just uh, things that have no meaning. Whatever a person says, he should he should do, and and it does. Some of the, some of the commentaries also that, that does seem to be a bit of a of a uh, redundancy. So obviously, if it's if it says you mustn't make your words, uh, 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 you know, into nothing, it obviously means you must do the what, what's what's the <clears throat> the repetition. So the uh, the chida says that in fact, it's a it's a cause and effect type of a uh, type of situation. So he says that if a person uh, is careful not to violate his own words, not to go against what he says. If he says he's going to do something, if he undertakes to do something, then then he actually then he actually does it. Then the reward will be that uh, that Rebbeinu will do exactly. What this whatever you say, whatever uh, 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 demands, whatever statements you make to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so the Rebbeinu Shlomim will will answer all all your requests, all your all your things that you entreat. The Rebbeinu Shlomim for will be responded to <coughs> from from uh, from from heaven, and so when we see this, the 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 the, the incredible power of of making sure that one's words are, are true, that one's words are, are are thought out and that you actually can and intend to fulfill the things that uh, that a person wants to do and, and that's why the 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 great people, the the Rishayim, the earlier great sages, were were on such an incredible level that when they <clears throat> when they prayed, when they when they beseeched HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so they were answered. Hashem did Hashem did what it was at the Sadiqa Mosque, and that was because they were they were praying from mouths that were totally, totally unsullied by unsullied by 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 saying things that they shouldn't have said by by making statements that they in fact had no intention of uh, of of keeping all the five different uh, uh, parts of the mouth that are responsible. For producing all the different uh, all the different sounds, they utilize them only for for positive things, for their Torah, for their for their tefillah, for their giving uh, 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 strength and, and encouragement to people, and therefore uh, a tefillah that emanates forth from a mouth like that. So, just in its total purity, goes up to comes out to Shemayim and and uh, and uh, is is received. In like is received as being in total purity, and 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 Hashem responds. While in the case of a person whose mouth is 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 unfortunately contaminated by all sorts of things that one shouldn't say, all sorts of lush and horror, all sorts of bad language, all sorts of commitments that one has made, and not and not uh, uh, ever ever come to the party and actually. And actually fulfilled. So then, it's it's so difficult to expect that one's fill is going to be able to be uh, accepted. One's going to be able to uh, achieve what it really, really needs 
to uh, to to achieve. Now, just to bring this home, well, I want to perhaps uh, deviate for a moment to a really, really esoteric uh, a type of topic, but uh, uh, and then we'll come back and, and we'll see just how powerful how powerful it is. There's a whole uh, a discussion regarding. Uh, what's called shadim. Shadim are certain forces that were created by by the Rabbani Shalom in the last minutes of the time of creation on Friday, Friday afternoon, just before it became Shabbos during the six days of of creation. They're described as neither being angel nor being man. They're, they're somewhere in in between. And uh, they have the power to, to, to negatively uh, affect affect uh, people. In fact, the, the uh, Shulchan Aruch brings down in the laws of the three weeks in, in Simon Tovkuf Nunalif, he brings down that a person has to be very careful uh, during this period from the 17th of Thomas until until uh, Tishabov not to uh, go by himself. So he says from four hours until nine hours, which probably would be uh, you know, using halachic hours, something like that, from eight in the morning until two in the afternoon, says the, the says Shulchan Aruch, because at that time there's a certain shade, he calls them Ketev Mariri, a certain very, very, uh, 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 dangerous type of shade who was given dominion, who was given power during, uh, during that, uh, that time, and then also the Shulchan Aruch brings in this, this we, are more familiar with because it's brought down in others farm also that uh, Rabbeim shouldn't uh, hit their students during during that not not that they should hit them any other time although I often uh, joke with the students that uh, you know if they misbehave during the three weeks so then I'm not going to hit them but uh, I'm keeping a a register I'm keeping a notebook and uh, please God after Tishbov we will visit upon them all the vengeance that they have worked up and uh, deserved over the past weeks. No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, and the the obviously this is a, this has a source that actually comes from a uh, a medrash, the medrash Shachatayv in in Tehillim. We say in in Tehillim Tzadialif in Tehillim ninety one. It says Mideve ba'oyfel yaloich. If you go in the in the uh, in the darkness, and uh, the Rabbanon uh, explained that this is a a type of a of a of a shade that uh, one has to be so so careful so careful uh, about it. And, and the major talks about where you find them, when you find them, not in the sun, not in the shade, etc., 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 etc. They're different midrashim. The major says that. Uh, uh, Chizkia saw this this shade and and unfortunately uh, 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 didn't come out of the encounter that uh, that well etc various various uh, uh, midrashim and uh, and there's even a discussion as to where where shadim are present are they only in the land of Israel perhaps not in the land of Israel uh, but only in uh, in uh, in Chutzlaretz. Um but the, the, the reality is the bottom, the bottom line, bottom line is that the question becomes, what about, uh, what about nowadays? Is there such a concept as, uh, as, uh, Shedim, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, now now nowadays uh, I mean this fixed template I mean uh, there's there's a medrash I think I saw last year in 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 the in uh, in the medrash on Eicha where it talks about uh, Rabbi Avau was was sitting and uh, and learning Torah in in Caesarea and he saw a person picking up a wooden stick and and brandishing it in the air as if he was going to hit his uh, his his friend. So Bavo said to him, "Why why are you uh, why do you want to kill your friend?" So the other person said, "Kill is a wooden stick. I'll give a bop. It won't even won't even make a difference. I'm, I'm certainly not going to I'm not going to uh, to kill him." So Bavo answered, "No." You don't understand that you're hitting with a wooden stick, but right behind you is this certain kind of a damaging force, and he has a a iron, a stick in his hand, and he's going to hit him, hit him uh, also, etc., etc. Different kind of a uh, different kind of uh, of of uh, of, of uh, So the question becomes: uh, Is there such a thing present in the world today? Are we? Uh, do we know about such? Such things. So, so it's well known that the the Rambam said that there's no such thing as these kind of forces, as these kind of shadim in the uh, in the world. Uh, the Vilnagon, in his uh, notes on on the uh, on the Shulchan Aruch in in in, uh, in Yaradeh, I think it's Kuf Ayin Tes, he he brings down, but. Uh, he brings the Rambam, but he says that all those who come after him argue on the uh, on the on the Rambam because we see we see in the Gemara many times where people use certain incantations, certain certain kamiyos uh, 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 and, and and things like that um, that they still that they still uh, that they still exist. And he says the Rambam. Who was a philosopher? He follows uh, th- th- their idea and, and, and says that all these kind of things, as as witches, are are lies and and, and don't really don't really uh, uh, exist. But he says uh, uh, the Rambam has already literally says he's already been hit over the head by by the fact that there are actual plenty of stories in the in the Gemara where we're using all kinds of incantations and and witchcraft. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, uh, he says, yeah, the, 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 the Rambam has this philosophy, and that's what made him, made him, uh, uh, go, go, uh, go against it, and, and, uh, and he says, uh, um, everything at the end of the day has to be taken in its simple explanation, and if, if the, if the Gemara talks about these things, then they, then they they exist, but obviously one has to understand that they also have a depth. They also have a a panemiot that that we need to that we need to really really uh, under under understand. Now uh, in the poetry was brought down that uh, they ask the uh, the, uh, the 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 Sar from Kutsk, and they asked him what about what the Rambam what about the Rambam says so. Uh, he says that's I've heard that they say about the Rambam that these things are not are not relevant today, and he also said that uh, uh, the Rambam also said that the whole reason why we bring 
carbonus uh, 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 was because originally they used to bring uh, uh, sacrifices to these seirim, which are also kind of a kind of a kind of shadim. But and and the Gemara, uh, there are many many stories about it. But he says since the Rambam paskened that there's no such thing anymore in the world, that there's no such thing uh, uh, present in in the world, that is now the reality. There are no such things. If the Rambam, if the Rambam paskened it, so that's decision was uh, was ratified and authorized in in Shemayim, and therefore there's no such things anymore but uh, there was obviously until the the uh, the halachic decision of the rambam there were such things but now but now they're not so again we see the power of speech the rambam comes and makes a declaration that these things don't exist and from now on, they in fact don't. That's me. Yes, if a person has such power in in his words that what he says, if if a person is is uh, is uh, is realistic and a person says the things that are that are truth and 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 makes undertakings that he that he then carries out, so then his his power of speech has has tremendous tremendous uh, uh, ability to to affect things. In, in the world, just just to close, as uh, uh, our Shadron brings a a story about the uh, about the Vilna Gaon, that uh, one time the Gaon was a little bit under the weather. He had some kind of a throat infection or something, and and couldn't they couldn't get rid of it. All the different remedies they 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 tried and things just didn't didn't work. And and they they told the, the Gaon that there was a certain woman who had the incredible power that uh, she would come to a person and and whisper something and they would get they would get uh, they would get better and uh and they asked the going would he be prepared for this for this uh for this woman for this woman uh, to come so uh yeah he 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 agreed um yeah that that she should come but when she came, before he allowed her to do anything, to make any kind of incantations, he, he needed to discern what her power was. Did her power come from a, a source of, of holiness and, and, and greatness and devoutness, or God from, 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 the, other, from the other side? So, so he, uh, he asked her. So uh, he asked her, you know, where did you get this ability from? So... She uh, she answers. Well, I'll tell you what. No, well, says what I do is I tell me, tell me what you do. She says I take in my hand a a glass of water, and I make the bracha of shakol nieberoi, and I drink it, and that's it, and and somehow it it works. So the guy asked her, who told you? Who told you this secret? <clears throat> so she answered, the Rabbanishalom told me. She says, and, and she told him the following story, that unfortunately she became a uh, a widow, and, and she was left bereft of any source of income with a whole a house of, of small of small children. So one night in, in desperation, she went into the shul in the middle of the night and 
<coughs> answered the uh, and, oh, sorry, and opened the the uh, the Aaron Hakodesh, and she said she started to cry. Rebani Shlom, I don't have any palos. I don't have any means. Help me, help me! I was just crying there, and suddenly, she says, I I heard a basco. I heard a heavenly voice saying to you, say shahakol niya bedvaroi. And, 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 and when you do it, when you, when you say it, intend it to help other people, to heal other people, and you will have, you'll have panasa. You'll have plenty of panasa. And I took that advice and Borosham, now I'm, uh, I have, I have panasa and, uh, it's, it, it, uh, it's going well. And the going, the going hears this and the going begins to laugh. And, uh, and he's laughing and she says to him, what are you, what are you laughing about? What, uh, what, uh, what's so funny? So she says, I am, I am that Pascal. Because I was learning that night in the, in, in the shul and, uh, and, uh, I heard this woman, I couldn't learn, this woman was crying and it was, it was me. And even though the, 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 the going was just kind of saying it to try to help it a little way, but Baruch Shem, what came out of his mouth were, were, were effective, effective words. If we're careful with what we say and what we mean when we say it, <coughs> then the tremendous Baruch and, and that was perhaps one of the great causes of the destruction that we were saying things, we were saying things with the intention of hurting people, and that, of course, had the terrible, terrible result that it infected. We're going to come back with more about Shabbos, about making uh, money on on Shabbos. But first, we're going to break for this little advert. This is 101.9 Chai FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, we are back here on Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. As I mentioned before, this is Shabbat Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Matos Masai. We're going to say Chazak at the end of the book of the fourth book of the Torah. And uh, next week we'll be we'll starting the book of Devorim, which means really Rosh Hashanah and uh in fact, even some Torah, someone reminded me today, is not very far, not very far uh, away. As it's also, and therefore, uh, because it's uh, Shabbos Matas Masay, we're going to read the second Haftarah of the three of the three weeks, which basically is a continuation of where we left off last week. the The second, the second chapter of uh, the book of of Yirmiyahu, as it's also he said Shabbos Mavorchem. We're going to uh, say the blessing for the Chodesh of Menachem Avosh Chodesh being on uh, on Monday. The important times you need for this Shabbos, the latest time for lighting candles this afternoon would be at 18 minutes past 5. 5.18 is the latest time for lighting candles. And Shabbos Chodesh ends tomorrow night at 10 minutes past 6. Ten past uh, ten past six, and again, he said the nine days begins from Rosh Chodesh, so therefore, from already from Sunday night uh, at about uh, sunset, five thirty or so, a little bit later, when all the restrictions of the nine days begin, not not to uh, eat meat or 
or drink wine and the laundering and and the bathing all begin from that uh, from that from that time we were discussing last week the concept of whether or not one can be paid for services rendered on on Shabbos and uh, the the halacha says that one is not allowed to be paid for work that one does on on Shabbat that is like uh, doing doing business and but the way the way to do it is if one sets up a situation where one's being paid not only for the work done on Shabbos but for time spent in in doing that work either before or after Shabbos, so that also uh, 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 helps. And, and then the the amount that you're being paid for Shabbos can kind of be swallowed up and included together. So if you're hired as a as as a waiter, so then if you're also involved in setting up the tables for the Friday night meal before before uh, Shabbos. Then uh, you can get paid, and sort of speak, uh, uh, the the amount, the whole, the whole amount for the whole Shabbos. But you're actually being paid just for the work you did uh, you did before before uh, uh, Shabbos. Um, right. Uh, similarly, he said, let's say uh, you're hiring a uh, hotel room or something from from uh, from a Jew on. Uh, on Shabbos, so again, if you would hire it just for the 25 hours of Shabbos, that would be problematic. But obviously, uh, in most situations, you'll arrive early before Shabbos and spend a bit of time after after Shabbos, and therefore you're actually paying the rent for the uh, for the time before and after, and and Shabbos is included as part of the uh, as part of the. Uh, of, of, of the deal, if you have an asset which you want to hire out to a or, or give to a a non-Jew on uh, over Shabbos, so then again, obviously many conditions, but again, this, the 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 loan or the rental would have to include time before and after Shabbos in order to uh, allow that the profit made from the activity on Shabbos will then be absorbed together with the uh, profit made on the weekday period and be considered as if everything was was uh, was done before Shabbos. Similarly, uh, uh, it, one would be allowed to receive interest payments for money that one has invested in the bank, even though, uh, yeah, if, if we're talking about uh, a, a situation of a daily, daily, uh, Compounding, uh, you know, but uh, so so the story is that uh, you can do it because the the daily compounding is done on the on the secular general calendar, where part of that day, you know, part of what we call Friday night is Friday, which is before Shabbos, and even what we call Shabbos. So Saturday extends for several hours after that, so that the money you're making over over Shabbos is actually money that's being made on the weekday portion and not on Shabbos itself, and therefore it's you're not considered as if you are making the money, particularly on the uh, on the uh, on on the Shabbat. Um, if someone has the custom that he always goes to the uh, the mikveh, 
uh, every every Shabbos, and obviously uh, uh, they charge for the mikvah. So obviously you can't pay on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. Um, but what you can do is you could pay after Shabbos because uh, because obviously on the one hand. Uh, for those who go to the mikveh, it is it's definitely considered a mitzvah. It's it's, it's tarche mitzvah for their for their davening. But again, the the one can certainly say that the money you're paying is not actually for the uh, for the tevilah you're doing on Shabbos, but for the fact that the mikveh has to be heated beforehand. So to facilitate you going to the mikveh on Shabbos, and someone has to come in and clean up uh, afterwards for the, that which are things that are done uh, uh during during the uh, the day and uh and uh then then that would be uh, yeah so then you're paying for for non shabbos non shabbos uh, uh activities in a situation which is gets interesting where shabbos and yontif come one after another. So then the situation, of course, is now you have a problem because while Shabbos interest in the bank, we said, was permitted because part of what we call Friday night is Friday and part of what we call Shabbos is Saturday Saturday night. But what about if there's two or three days uh, of Yontif and Shabbos overlapping, in which case there's certainly... Uh, definitely more than 24 hours of consecutive, uh, uh, time. That's, that's, uh, that's totally, that's totally, uh, holy. And that's going to raise a question as to whether or not one can, uh, one can, uh, uh, get, uh, bank interest for, for that. And it would seem to be, it would seem perhaps to be, to be, uh, problematic. So we're going to just say another word or two after that, but right now it is time for another short break. Please don't run away. We're not going, we're not running off to, for our Shabbos yet. This is 11.9 Chai FM. Stay tuned. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 11.9 Chai FM. We are back on for our last little segment on Erev Shabbos Kodesh. So uh, we were discussing the question of whether or not uh, one could get uh, interest on money invest in the bank when there's more than if it's just Shabbos we said it's right but if there's two days of Yontif or perhaps uh, two days of Yontif and a Shabbos before or after does that not create a, a problem and and some of the commentaries uh, say yes. It is, but the reality is the the the, uh, the majority of the poets can say that even this is not a a problem. It's it's a uh, it's permitted because this uh, interest that one's getting is is actually being absorbed in the together with the interest of that comes before and after Shabbos. The way compounding works, it, it it increases on itself, and and you can't really say that you're making money for this day because uh, they actually do the 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 accounting they actually do the uh the figuring out at the end credits it at the end of the uh at the end of the month and in fact the Mishnah Brewer uh, uh uh brings himself uh brings down in 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 uh in Simon Shinyur Aleph that even where it would seem very likely that the 
this business, like whatever whatever investment you're doing, will carry on into the uh, into the weekday. Still, we consider the Shabbos amount is absorbed together with the with the uh, uh, weekday amount, even though they never actually specifically uh, uh, stipulated stipulated uh, uh, that. Um, all right. And again, as you said, for other things that uh, you have to uh, uh, do other activities, not on uh, not on Shabbos, uh, in order to to uh, justify being being uh, being paid on uh, on Shabbos, uh, right? Same thing that we go for, let's say, uh, a, a a chazan or a uh, or a uh, or a balkare or something like that who obviously does does their work on, on Shabbos but uh, would need to get paid either for davening or laning and other times or for his uh, or for his uh, preparation that would be uh, that would be a uh, 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 fine um, you would what another thing you could do is if someone uh, worked for free someone uh, volunteered his services on Shabbos, and after Shabbos, you wanted to give them some kind of a a gift. That would be that would be a, a fine. Uh, for instance, uh, someone who voluntarily goes and cleans up the house, or cleans up the uh, the shul, or uh, agrees to be as a, as a waiter at a, at a meal. Uh, and since you haven't made it obligatory, you, there's, there's no contractual agreement. There's no undertaking. Before and that you're going to pay him money and you ought to give him a gift. You just give him the gift because you you want to. That's not called schar Shabbos. That's not called that he's being paid. That's being called being given a gift after Shabbos, and that certainly would be uh, would be uh, would be uh, permit permitted. Um, right. We we uh, we raise the question that the poets can uh, discuss. What would happen in a situation where a a uh, a person who uh, yeah who is involved in doing some kind of a of a of a mitzvah which is done on on uh, on on Shabbos? So some say this is considered schar Shabbos and would be would be uh, would be also, and therefore we get we already gave the uh, the uh, the advice, and that uh, I, I know is done in many. In many uh, any uh, places where where chazanim who are hired are hired also to do something else to daven on an occasion on a rosh chodesh or or a chalamoid or some other service during the year maybe slichas uh, where they can then uh, justify that they're actually being paid for the uh, for the uh, for the weekday and uh, and not for the uh, not for the shabbos. That they're going to be, uh, that they're going to be working. It's, uh, time for us to run off and get our own Shabbos ready. Uh, I want to just thank each and every one of you for being part of our family, for listening to, to the show today. And please God, these three weeks should pass easily. And, uh, we wait and anticipate every day, hopefully, for the coming of Mashiach, which means that we won't have to worry about Tishbab. As I say, it'll become, it'll become a Yantav. In the meantime, just to wish 
each and every one of you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbat Shalom, a Shabbat Shalmanucha, a Shabbat Shalkedusha, a Shabbat where we get a chance to sit down and learn a bit of Torah and interact with our friends and family. And please, God, after Shabbat next week, please keep our listening to Soul to Soul Monday to Friday. Thank you for being part of our family and just a individual and collective Shabbat Shalom to all.